The following program is brought to you by Doghouse Systems. It's, it's just, just hearing a, it for fun. I think if it sucks, it's <laughs> yeah. better. More yeah, that's true. So you should go tone deaf anyway and just be like, Take me home tonight. <laughs> Hi, this is Smithy, and you're listening to the Relics of All podcast, the best place on the internet for Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, or Guild Wars Community Bollocks. Twat. Hello and welcome to the Relics of War podcast. This is the podcast about Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and the Guild Wars community. My name is Ryan. I'll be your host. Some of you know me as Cole. With me here today are, uh, we have Tasha with SIRadio.fm. Good afternoon, folks. If it is afternoon where you are. Yes. Hi. Yes. Uh, I would actually depend on what time they're listening to the show. So, <laughs> yeah. That's great. We've nailed that down. Also with us, <laughs> we have... From GuildWarsGuru.com and GuildWars2Guru.com. How do you say it? Kavina or Kavina? Kavina. <laughs> Kavina? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I botched that up. Now everybody knows what it's like in the phonetic, though. Okay. I did that to teach you a lesson, listeners. And then also with us from the notorious PIG, oh, the people you've heard about so much, is the one and only Jimbo. <laughs> hey, guys. It's pronounced yes. Jim. Oh, just Jim. <laughs> so the B.O. is silent. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not picky. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so this has been uh, not really the most hectic week that we've had of late, but there's been some news, mostly on the Norn side. Um, but I suppose before we talk about that, anything fancy happening with you guys? Well, the last few weeks, people may have noticed I haven't been here. Last weekend, um, I had a meet-up with a load of my guild guildmates, and uh, we went out to a club. And went VIP and got very, very, very drunk. And I learned that when you get a group of gamers together, and the group is mostly guys, you get epic amounts of bromance. There was so much hugging and kissing going around the table, I wasn't sure if I was in a straight club or a gay club. It was really, wow. really strange. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't spent much time around uh, drunk American guys then, because we start talking more crap to each other. It's usually... It's usually when furniture breaks, bunch of drunken guys. That's what I saw. Actually, when I get drunk, I've been told that I act more like a high person because I start talking about more intellectual stuff. Like, apparently, the most drunk I've ever gotten around my wife, I was talking about Pangea and the movement of plate tectonics. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things you could talk about, that's quite random. Yeah. To another drunk person, they were like, oh, I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> The best bit for me was at the end of the night we were standing outside waiting to get a taxi home and um, it was a town that I went to university in and I moved away when I left uh, uni and um, there was this random guy came up to us and apparently there was a homeless guy who usually sits where we were standing and he wasn't there and he was convinced that all four of us were the homeless guy. It's like, no, we can't all be, for one. Second, one of us is female and three... What the hell are you talking about, you mental person? It was really, really funny. You're sitting there on your phone texting, Oh yeah, I'm so homeless. <laughs> I'm just eating chips, to be honest. <laughs> it was so strange. Anyway, yes. I've had to retreat into a back room to do this episode of the show. I usually go from the car, because the car is like known to be the only place that's um, impervious, is that the word? That's immune to loud noises and stuff. 
Nope, there's a windstorm outside that's trying to tear my garage door down. So I apologize to the listeners if you hear like weird sounds. Yep, that wasn't complaining. That was explanation. <laughs> Damn it. On top of that, it's double Luxon and Kurzik weekend. A B's. Oh man, yeah, we were just in there having fun, and I was like, I'll bring my dervish, I guess. Although for some reason, as I was telling Jim, uh, every time I cast a flash enchantment while I'm running, I shouldn't say every time because it's off and on. But every once in a while, I'll cast a flash, cash, cast a flash enchantment, and I'll just stop. He'll just stand there. I'm like, dude, that's that's weird. I just said you're doing it wrong. Yeah, must be. <laughs> Uriah, Uriah was streaming Blues Clues at the time, so I guess it could have something to do with like the latency of it all. Yeah, probably. Techie yeah. stuff. <laughs> you were watching it, Blues Clues while playing Guild Wars? I uh, may or may not have been. Right. <laughs> yes, then. You, you wouldn't believe how many of those songs I can sing. Up the mountain and over the bridge. Damn. These are the soundtrack. Ryan does yeah, kids' show theme tunes. Well, I'm trying to get uh, Steve Burns from Blues Clues to actually uh, let us use some of his music because he's, he's an artist, a musical artist. That's what he left to go do. He said, I'm not going to do a kid's show if I'm losing my hair, damn it. So uh, he instead took up his old passion, which was music. So I tried to email him about it. I haven't gotten anything back yet, but the message is unread. So I'll keep you guys posted. But I'll probably end the show today now with like, now it's time for so long. I wish Uriah was here. I could get him to join in. Actually, I don't wish he was here because then the show would suck. Be a bunch of screaming. Anyway, uh, Jim. Yes. Uh, Kavina. Okay, I've still got to get this down right. Did you say Kavina? <laughs> you can just say Donna. That's fine. Oh, Donna. Okay, that's better. <laughs> but is Kavina supposed to be kind of like Nordic sounding or something? It's Swedish. Swedish. Okay, so you would say it like a Swedish. You'd go, Kvina, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so so what's happened with you guys? Anything? Um, oh my god. I just realized they have an Uncle Jim and his wife's name is Donna. Go ahead. <laughs> Strictly coincidence. Awkward. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my That's pregnant fancy. wife about that. Oh. Maybe I'll just cut that out of the show then. Save you the trouble. <laughs> I doubt she'll listen to this. She's not much of a, you know, when is, gamer. When's she, when she do? Early April. Oh, okay. But she's a pretty April's tiny woman, so I, I'm i assuming, I'm guessing it's going to be earlier than that. Yeah. Is it a boy well, or a girl? It will be daddy's little girl. Oh. We'll play Legos and it'll be awesome. <laughs> I would love to have a little girl now. <laughs> I wanted a little boy, but I got that. And I don't want a second little boy now. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of parents out there that are relating to that. They're like, well, yeah, of course. Of course, uh, I don't know how good of a dad I would be when it came to the whole dating thing for a little girl. For Uriah, it's going to be like, yeah, buddy. But uh, with girls, it's going to be like, that boy, did he say he likes you? Where does he live? <laughs> yeah. I'll go beat his dad up. I told my wife, I'm, I'm like, I need to buy a shotgun. We're getting a girl. <laughs> Boys are coming over. Time to clean the shotgun. Alrighty, well, uh, if that uh, handles all the BS and all the people that want to hear about Guild Wars are going, Hallelujah, they're going to the game. Uh, we will head right into Sequel Scuttlebutt, and thanks to Christian S. Preston Esquire, because he made us a nice new sound file. Uh, it works only for this episode, pretty much, but at least gets us by another week, so here goes. Hey, Olaf, hey, Olaf, hey, Olaf, have you heard the news? No one have no need of- Don't be such a booker. <laughs> that, that was awesome. <laughs> And the best part of that soundbite was he added two seconds of silence so that I wouldn't possibly go into the next soundbite going, blah, blah. <laughs> So, cheers to you, sir. 
Um, right, so for Sequel Scuttlebutt today, most of the talk is going to be about Norn, I believe, because it was Norn Week, just like Human Week two weeks ago. Uh, what did you guys learn about the Norn? A lot, actually. What? Uh, let's see. See, our, our show notes are awesome, because the note <laughs> is, all things various and sundry about the Norn. So there we go. <laughs> Great. I'm excited about the Norn, actually. They sound like yeah. an epic breed of things, whatever the heck they are. <laughs> I was... I was no saying one? that um, I like the, uh, uh, the the guys are okay, but the I'm pretty cool with the females. They both look awesome. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You will notice, though, that every outfit that the female Norn have, um, they, they shows at least enough half boob that together it constitutes a whole boob. <laughs> They're showing a whole boob. Every time. Anyway, enough of that. But the armor was really nice, I thought. It's, I think it's probably the first time we've seen some, like, I guess, sort of leather and cloth armor that wasn't overly you know that, that had and showed the equal amount of skin for both uh male and female characters because mm-hmm. b- b- before we've only ever seen the heavy stuff and it was quite nice some of the um concept art is absolutely stunning i love the ones for the the actual sort of spirit armors they look amazing i really like the style those spirit armors look cool my concern is i just hope they're all not spirit armors like that i'd like some just more generic I'm wearing metal armor or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But and if you like the Norn style of armor, that's the best part is you can wear it on any race. I, I can't wait till I see the first Asura wearing that stuff. <laughs> it's gonna be funny. It's gonna yeah. be weird. What did you learn about them lore-wise? Because I honestly like I I read all the articles, but I didn't really see anything that I didn't know from the Guild Wars lore. Well, I'm a lore noob, I guess, and so it was all pretty interesting for me. Um, I enjoyed the information about the spirits and the shaman and whatever that other that thing was. That was kind of new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what was the emphasis on that? Because um, I read it, but I just want someone else to discuss it. Honestly. Seriously. Anybody? To be honest, I looked at it and went, I know all this already. It's pretty much the same that was in, you know, Eye of the North. Uh, the only thing that was really new to me was, like, the Sons of Fenir can be good guys as well as, you know, bad guys. Yeah. That was, and the sound bites themselves, they were kind of interesting. Um, but other than that, I didn't really feel like I learned anything hugely more about the Norn than I knew before, other than, yes, I want one of my alts to be Norn. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm still on the, the, the mood of uh, playing a Norn Guardian just to wind Carlo up because I know it, he hates the thought of a <laughs> Norn being a Guardian. <laughs> the um, the Sons of Svanir, that was a good point. Um, uh, Svanir, I would say Svanir. I have to get my emphasis right, okay? Um, that's not something that existed in Guild Wars because that was all going on at the time. So there are some Norn guys that actually kind of, what did this worship the dragon, they call it? Yeah, mm-hmm. or Mag. Yeah, and that was all a development of the the lore between Jorah and her brother. So that was spiffy. Mm. Well, the thing I like is that in the video, we saw some of the different environments we haven't seen before. And they seem to have made, like, Hobbiton for giants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as far as environments go, I always like the snowy mountainous stuff. I mean, obviously, look where I live. So (laughs) that's one thing that's really going to draw me to playing a Norn. But then again, you can always go there after you've made the character. Yeah. Never mind. That's a moot point. Yeah, same here. I mean, our guild hall is the, uh, in Guild Wars 1, is the uh, one that's in the Shiver Peaks. I'm a big fan of the Shiver Peaks, so. Frozen Isles? Yeah. Frozen, frozen, whatever. Um, Yeah, I changed our guild hall 
this week, and I offered to do that one too because I was like, I really like that one. But it's full of snow. <laughs> it's all done is fine. Eat their guild hall at pig. I'm like, all right, fine. So I got the Jade Isle instead. The uh, NPCs Ew. aren't in the best location either. Whenever someone wants to merge, they gotta run across the night. That is one, but you know what? It's it was a guild hall that was developed during prophecies. Just saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rocking it old school. Still one of my so, favorite I, favorite guild halls, though, the, the Frozen Isle. I still love that one. Although every time I change our guild hall to that, I was always get complaints about it being outdoors rather than indoors for some strange reason. Hmm. <laughs> They're um, fake the things coming by. Do you... Th- <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think the Norn had a lot of their inspiration drawn from like Native American culture? I think it's more Viking. I, I mean, yeah. maybe because I'm European and we, you know, especially being British, we got invaded by pretty much everyone, including the Vikings. So we hear a lot about that culture um, in schools. So to me, the idea of the Norn isn't that alien because we're just kind of used to hearing about it in um, in school and stuff. That and they are tall and blonde. Yes. And red-haired and stuff. <laughs> I think some of the uh, cultural aspects is more Native American, but some more of the visuals is a bit more Viking. It's a mm, cool a mix, point. though. I like it. Yeah, it goes together really well. But that is, that's true. Like, the thing I recognized was, like, the, the animals, you know, snow leopard, raven. And I was like, hmm, that, that seems very Native American. But then when you look at the actual people, I mean, geez, we got a Dutch guy in the alliance right now, uh, Lydia. Well, I say guy. He has a female character. And the guy said, what? how tall did he say he was? I forgot. He's a beast. Is that the Nobody guy in cares. my guild? Yeah, your guild. <laughs> He's from uh, No, I know the guy you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, Quack, I don't remember your height. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all right. Anyway, enough of this crap. I guess that we're done talking about the Norn then. Oh, but uh, Christian did call it. He said that we were going to see Norn as a playable race in the PAX East demo. And oh. uh, yeah, it turns out that that's correct. That has been confirmed. Yeah, I can't wait to start seeing some video and stuff from PAX. I hope they live stream again. That was cool. Me too. Yeah. Be nice. And the best part is, and this is <laughs> this is for Carlo, we'll also see Guardians. So you'll see Norn Guardians. <laughs> I'm going to point that out to him every single day that week. Make his <laughs> life hell. <laughs> I want to see the Norn Ranger. Just uh, someone transforming oh, yeah, into too. a bear with like a bear pet along with him or something. I think we're only going to get the uh, starter area, aren't we? We're not going to get like a high-level area. And I seem there was something that someone said in the forum earlier on this week that made me think we wouldn't be able to shapeshift until quite late on. Is that accurate? Or am I talking out my butt? I don't know. I think that's accurate because you actually have to do some quests or something for the different spirit lines. Right. So you you might that might be something you unlock as it goes. That's Since... probably true because that's even how it worked in Guild Wars before you could shift. Or before the Norn were able to shift in the lore, I should say. Speaking of which, Jorah could not shift. So anybody who's like, why can't she? She was unable. And she's frowned upon for that by some of the people 250 years later. Because they're like... They, they thought she was some kind of a screw-up. Because she couldn't. I wonder what the Codan... Codan. I wonder what they think of that. Anyway, who cares? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Tasha, you had a subject about renders. Yes. Yes, this got pulled up by someone else in the community. I didn't note it down, so sorry. Um, but they were probing around someone's website, and it's a, a blog by the by someone called Nadine McKee, um, and she's posted up there a whole, whole load of uh, 3D work 
and also concept art for Guild Wars 2. Now, she worked for Arena, according to her resume, between um, September 08 and September 2010. Um, so she's finished working there now, but there's things uh, like props of renders, things like looms, um, some weapon sets, merchant stands, uh, various little sort of props you'll see around the world. There's also some concept art for um, a dragonfly armor, uh, as well as um, a few other different sort of beast kind of sets. Some really, really pretty stuff, and I'll make sure Ryan puts a link in the show notes so you can go ogle over the eye candy. Yeah, I saw that earlier too. That This stuff, this just goes to show that they're not just showing off the best of their renders when they go to do their videos and stuff. Like, everything throughout the game is this good. Mm. Mm. Some of the armor sets that that she's made are really, really gorgeous. There's one that looks like kind of jade um, weapon sets and other ones that are like crystally as well. So hopefully we'll get to get our hands on some of those in the actual finished product. Yeah, and these are different really cool. armor sets than what they've posted in the blog? Yes, they are. There's just the one. It's a dragonfly armor set um, is the one that I'm specifically thinking of. And it's interesting because you get to see a little bit of behind the scenes work because what they've done is they've obviously... Someone's made this armor set up and she's put on it all the different um, textures and uh, sort of styles that it's going to go into the game. So she's sort of highlighted which bits are jewels, which bits are sort of dragonfly skins, which is cloth, etc. And also located the dye channels on the concept art itself. So you can sort of see behind the scenes how they work out, you know, mm. how they, they transfer the art to what you see in game. Which is a step we don't usually get to see. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This is cool. <laughs> Pull it up now during the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. I looked through that entire website. Like, I even read a resume. I'm like, I want to hire you. Do some renders for me. <laughs> you do some awesome work yourself, though. Uh, just master it. Poking around on Photoshop, making an image look look like what I want. <laughs> I may have to employ that some more. I don't actually do uh, any rendering myself. Just Photoshop tinkering around. Yeah. I'm actually the same way. I want to learn Blender, because apparently you can do a lot with that. For anybody that doesn't know, that's a uh, open-source 3D program. You can actually make games, videos, anything out of it, and it's not its not subpar. It's just the interface is wacky as hell. <laughs> I'll like have to give from, that a try. Yeah, it's really sweet. It's been in development for years. So All I've ever used is Photoshop as well, so... With yeah. AutoCAD as my, you know, daily job, you'd think by now I would have been toying around with that, because I do 3D in there. <laughs> but um, there was right one here. final thing I just wanted to bring up that I noticed a little while ago in the concept art that she's posted there's actual sort of concept for a Silvari wolf so yes. I don't know whether they're looking at making the starting pets from the different areas look different or what it's actually a, like an enemy but just kind of interesting so, so there might be animals of the whole you know plant nature it looks Possibly. that way. Yeah, it certainly mm. looks like it. Looks like the dryad sort of, like the barkish. Mm. That is interesting. Ah, someone has posted a screenshot. You're uh, going to get my impressions here. That looks, uh, yeah. Now, do you think this is something that the Silvari maybe summon or create? I don't know. I, I mean, I probably was thinking that this is sort of their version of the, you know, standard wolf that you see in a human world, like the human starting oh. area, you get given a wolf to start off with as a pet, I thought this might be, you know, what 
the Silvari Rangers would get, possibly. My curiosity is about whether or not there's actual, like, wildlife just autonomously growing at the same way the Norn did, or if the wildlife is dependent upon... I'm sorry, the Norn, the Silvari. Um, oh, right. Or does it require the Silvari to make those animals? That's what I'm curious about. And is that a dumb question? <laughs> no. No, I don't think it's a dumb question at all. I mean, the Silvari grew out of a plant wants to stop a race of animals growing out of a plant. Uh, maybe the plants are bigoted. It'd be cool if you're like walking through the woods or something there, and there's like all these like little like wolf pupils or larvas growing in these trees and stuff like that. Mm. Oh, that would yeah, be so that cool. sounds cool <laughs> and creepy. Yeah, what would be really great about those dogs is then you could teach them to play fetch and never teach another one to because they all know how after that. What if he goes to fetch and fetches another wolf though? They all look like trees. <laughs> <laughs> Wolves running around with each other in their mouths. What is that big ball of plant? Those are a bunch of wolves playing fetch. <laughs> Don't mind them. We got an email from a guy named Dom, and he says, and I'm incorporating a lot of the emails we got this week into the show. That way people don't feel inundated with emails. So, Dom says, hey guys and girls from Relics of War. Well, I'll get right, right to it. Walking has been stated, wait. Walking has been stated not having been included in the game as of now. And, well, I found myself find that the walking is more significant than others would think. I'm really bad at, like, interpreting on the fly. <laughs> First of all, they spent all this time making the game aesthetically pleasing. I'd like to enjoy walking around, talk, taking in the environment, and admiring the badass walk of my character. The argument against this function seems to be that it would take too much effort to implement something so trivial, although they seem to already have the animation, why not just add a toggle for on and off? Well, that's just my opinion, so I was curious to hear all of your opinions on this. Thanks for reading. Love tuning into the podcast every week. You all do the gaming community a great justice. So, okay, he wants to know, why the heck isn't there walking in this game? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for this. I think so, the silence is kind of telling of we don't really know either. <laughs> it sounds, yeah. like, sounds like he wants his character to be able to have an awesome-looking strut. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. pimp walk. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, I could see the appeal to a walk. Uh, me personally, though, I'd rather just be able to haul ass around the map and stuff. But if you have the option, I mean, there's no harm in the options. I don't yeah. care. I never turn on walk. I never do. But if someone does care, I don't really see why you can't accommodate it. I think the only yeah. time I turned on walk in a game was to it was because I had an escort quest and they were going really, really slow. Yeah. yeah. That and um, the only other time I can see it being used really is Machinima. Um, I like making videos if people yeah. haven't realized this. Um, so, McKinnaba is a big part of creating a community around a game. There's some great ones for Guild Wars Classic. And I think that having walking would be something that would really help the McKinnaba sort of. That's yeah, right. I agree. It also depends on the uh, following, how following works in Guild Wars 2. Ooh, this is good. Um, are you going to be able to set someone on follow and if you catch them, do you stop? Like you do in Guild Wars, or are you like gonna walk up to them, hit them in the back, stand there for a second, follow up faster again, hit them in the back? Because there are some games like that as well. If you turn on walk, then it's smooth. Uh, actually, I just care more about how it's following gonna work, but uh, this played into it, so I capitalized. <laughs> well, even with games with walking, doesn't it just do that still? Like, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I, I believe, I mean, I haven't played very many MMOs actually. But in World of Warcraft, that's what it did, was you could yeah. set yourself to walk, or you could run, and if you ran, you caught him, stood for a second, and then went to catch him again. I do hope for a really good follow feature. And the walking would kind of help, just so I didn't look like, a, you know, I was 
being obnoxious. If it's a follow, is it a follow function, Ryan? I'm going to lead you off a cliff. Yes. Yes. We'll do the we'll do the thing that lemmings don't actually do and do like a sort of conga line off a cliff. So when I was in Wow, this is a great story. My friend Trevor and I were just uh, he was running around helping me level right because I was a newbie and we were both priests, so they have this floating ability. So. Um, we're both on our mounts and he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be, I'll set you to follow. So he sets me to follow and I'm running up this hill. I came around this corner and there's these, this brush. So I can't tell what's beyond the brush, but it, you know, there's a trail leading to it. So I run through that brush straight down this cliff. Oh God. So I hit my follow and I just see his little troll priest go right past me. He comes back and he's like, dude, really? <laughs> yeah. My friends know not to put themselves on follow with me because I will get them killed. I have led many people to death now. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should be admitting that in a podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Oops. For Guild Wars 2 they'll be like, do not follow the guild leader whatever you do. <laughs> Come on guys, this way. <laughs> Where's Tasha going? I'll follow her. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I'll just like lead you off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess to answer the question, I don't really know why there's no running. Well, they've made an effort to put jumping in the game, so why not? Hey. They've, they've shown walking in the um, the various videos as well, and even still, you can do walking in Guild Wars if you have a like, speed debuff on you. Right. If you're crippled and... Not crippled. You've got a hex on you anyway, it reduces your movement speed, you end up doing the walking animation anyway. Or you can do my spastic walk that I do in Guild Wars. Oh no, you need click to move to do that. What I do is I put my cursor barely in front of my character and just start clicking real fast. So he just taps forward very, very slowly. It looks like he's standing still but sliding. If you it's really, really awesome. If you really want to spaz out, hold up and then click behind you. Oh really? Oh, uh, now I'm going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all log in and try it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, moving on to uh, an email from Ben. And he says, this one was kind of touched on last week with uh, Tiger's um, topic but this is more thorough. So, with the announcement to not hold your hopes for Guild Wars 2 to release any time in 2011, the feelings of anticipation and exhaustion have entered my head. For how long can a community follow the carrot placed in front of them? Actually, the title of this email was, Screw the Carrot, I'll Eat Grass. And he says, <laughs> In the last episode, you made mention of how great ArenaNet has been doing rolling this hype machine for Guild Wars 2. Personally, I feel they're dragging us along. Once a developer starts to release game details like races and classes, there should be s some closure in the form of a game release date. Is announcing beginning work on a title too much of a strain on your community? Anticipation and excitement for an upcoming title can only hold a fan on for so long. At what point do people stop paying attention to a new game in development? That's a good question. Because they feel there's no end in sight. What is a good lapse between content releases such as classes, races, general gameplay info, etc., etc.? It's a good amount of content to release in relation to frequency of content releases. Maybe I'm totally off base here and ArenaNet's timeline is completely on par with other companies and titles. What do y'all think? Try to answer from a more casual fan point of view and not such a hardcore GW fan. Sometimes being such a hardcore fan of a company and or product leads a person to ignoring its faults, such as not being able to walk in the game. I am not accusing any host of doing this. Just want everyone in... Oh, shut up, dude. We're, <laughs> we're biased and you know it. All right. So, um, what do you guys think? Why do they have to follow the steps of other games? I don't know. People yeah. complain there's too much. People complain there's not enough. This is really kind of a pioneered 
thing. I have never seen a company do this before. Yeah. I think the major point here is that the reason why they're not giving us release date is because they're not going to stick to a release date. If they give us a release date and it's October and it turns out that come se September there's still some stuff they still want to do or the feedback from the beta isn't great, they're going to need to add another six months onto that and they don't want to have to come back to us and go, right guys, we're going to have to give you another six months, sorry, stick and cool your heels whilst we don't give you any more information because... You know, we've, you've had it all already. I think they'd rather not give us a release date and, you know, space out the information and change their schedule based on how the game's doing. I personally think that the last few months they've slowed down the flow of information more than they could have done. I think that, yes, there's a, a certain amount of people taking holidays, etc., but... They still had stuff they could have released in that time. I think they chose not to because they probably realised they were going to need a couple of extra months to what they originally thought. In terms of, from a casual fan's point of view, I think that generally, once people have been hanging around for a couple of months and then they realise there is no release date, they just kind of go, yeah, I'll look at Rift or whatever else is out now and I'll just kind of wait until we have release date and see what's happening. I think they will just kind That's, of wander yeah. off. That's what I do with other games that I'm not like really invested to, invested with like Guild Wars. Um, I just wait and do my own thing, and then come back later and see what's up. Well, it sounds like they're just kind of winging it. Like they're they're in development, blah blah blah, and then they're like, "Oh, we should do something like this." And they're like, "Okay, let's do it." Yeah, it almost it almost seems like when the floodgates first opened, like when the elementalist information came out, it was almost like dipping their toes in the water and seeing what it would be like to do that. And when the community suddenly came up with three podcasts and multiple fan sites and blogs, we kind of said, ooh, you know, if we can keep something like that rolling until release, that'll be huge. And it's true. And we've yeah. even found ourselves talking about nonsense on this show just because of like, well, there's nothing new. Whereas if they released all that, all the information that they had when it was available, man, we'd be taking months at a time off. Yeah. We probably would have just, just started the podcast about now, actually, if that was the way it worked. New I, think it, I think when they start releasing all the, professional information. It was to get people's attention for the demo at Gamescom and PAX. And then once that was done, they kind of really cut back because they didn't want to get people's attention for, you know, a break, essentially. Um, and now they're starting up again because of PAX. And they'll probably drop off after that and then again start it up in time for Gamescom and PAX again later this year. So, you know. I'd I rather they, they drop did... off completely like they did before, though. <laughs> Because it was yeah. yeah, it was tough for everyone all around. Yeah, I mean, but I'd I'd rather have lots of little breaks like that than like six months with nothing. That's you know what they should do? It's like they got these demos that they're cranking out for these uh, Gamescon and stuff like that. Um, just give make it like a digital download on Steam and charge like five bucks. I'd play a, uh, just a dumb little demo. I don't care. I'd pay five. That's bucks a good for idea. It. That's what. Bioware just did the Dragon Age 2 demo. I well, would right now, go I mean, for something like that. With how much we know about now, I think there's enough known that they could give us a demo. Mm -hmm. Just only with what we know of so far, they wouldn't be releasing any new content. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. But they put uh, so much into the original demo. They said there was no way that anyone would be able to get through it in the weekend, even if they played it like solidly. So... I mean, I think even they released the original demo, not the one that's going to PAX East, uh, like you said, for $5 or something like that. No, no, we want that one because it's got the Guardian. <laughs> yeah, but 
and Nor. <laughs> Sorry. They could do an expansion I, I of the demo, and you'd have to pay five more dollars. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just knocked over a pillow. That probably sounded rude, but it was just a pillow. Sure. Okay. okay. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> Honest, Gov. All right, so that handles speculators corner. Or <laughs> sequel scuttlebutt. Let us do speculators corner. Sky will be blue. I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard that Norman really told. That's just speculation. I love you for changing <laughs> that. <laughs> I heard Talking that no last week and I got a little bit too excited at work. Everyone looked at me really strangely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she probably had the facepalm going and then with. Wait a second, what? <laughs> it was a little it's bit like that. That is my Monday morning. It's listening to the Relics episode, but I haven't been on it. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah, now Jim's going to be like, yeah, I don't need to listen. To that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have no idea how not smooth they really are. Truncate, <laughs> truncate silence is amazing in audacity. <laughs> Actually, I don't have to use it that much anymore, but. Um, so we got an email for Speculator's Corner real quick. We're actually going to have five segments today, huh? Oh, interesting. Okay. He says, never wrote in before. Holy shit, I feel like a fanboy. Well, damn, we had a lot of fanboys this week then, I guess. <laughs> um, he says, but anyways, last summer, if you went to GameStop.com... Oh, never mind. He emailed me about this. Um, I There's a thing going on right now, and it's been going on for a year. And I'm not mad at this guy at all, because if you're not a hardcore fan or doing a podcast or something... You can't tell when somebody just showed up to the Guild Wars community and found this. GameStop has this thing going on where the uh, they they say the release date's in November of 2011 and you should pre-order. That's not really true. They're just trying to get you to put some money down on something that doesn't exist yet. They're basically trying to get an advance on the profit of the game. Uh, so anyway, um, he knows about it now. But I also, uh, on the featured segment of the front page of our podcast, I had an article that I've actually um, reposted another time since because of this problem. Finally, I've made it just a featured article of our show. That way, anybody that knows about Relics of War is eventually going to see that and say, oh, there's no release date for Guild Wars 2, and then read that post, and then they'll get it. So, never mind. I guess we had nothing to speculate on. <laughs> Other than, I guess, when do you think it will be? But I honestly am... I'm out. I have no idea anymore. Well, well I even ready. say who that guy was. Wayne Ibbitz. Yeah. I was hoping you would read it, because I really like the ending. <laughs> oh yeah, this guy's his writing style is great though. So I'm still good. I'll still read it fine. Okay, so but anyways, last summer if you went to GameStop.com and looked up Guild Wars 2, it had the page and said the shipping date was November 2011. I remember because I got really excited thinking it was November 2010 and it was coming out soon. I know that it's not an actual date at all, but I was thinking that maybe it was some rough estimate that they game what they game GameStop way back last year. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, you me. Yeah, I think so. And the page has changed now, and I can't find it. But I just know that's what it said last year, and this might be some use for your speculation. Also, I wish they showcased <laughs> the, I wish they showcased the great sword more. They only have one guardian skill video with it, and it looks amazing. I was kind of disappointed with the warrior skill video. Forgot what it started. I forgot what I started writing about in the beginning. Also, I don't know how to end a letter because I don't really use email. So, uh, bye. <laughs> Yeah, so actually, we can speculate on why the heck they peeled it, probably because all of us Guild Wars 2 knowledgeable people are like, GameStop, you bastards! So they're like, oh, we didn't do anything. What? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, they just tried to suck some cash out of you any way they can. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's GameStop for you. I'm glad we don't have them. <laughs> also, yes, I agree with the Great Sword thing. 
I could go for more greatsword. Yes. The thing that got me about the greatsword is with the Guardian, it actually contained more movement skills and actual de- damage stuff. It, mm-hmm. it didn't feel very greatswordy. When you looked at the skill list, I looked at it and I was like, that's not very offensive for a greatsword. But yeah. You'd rather take offense? I would <laughs> like to take offense. <laughs> would, would you put it back? Never mind. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, Togo, I just want to get through this already. Shut up! I'm glad I did that bumper in the car, because I got really loud, and Uriah probably would have cried and said, Why is Dad mad? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not really. He wouldn't have. He, he loves it when I get shouting. He can tell. He's gotten to be a master of being able to tell when I'm being t- tongue-in-cheek loud and when I'm not. But that's also because I always, like, I'll walk into, I'll walk into the room that he's in. I'll look at him and I'll be all, hey, hey, Uriah. And he'll look at me and he'll smile when, when he knows that I'm just going to say, you're cute. Because <laughs> that's all I'll do some, sometimes. Or sometimes I'm like, you know, get out of the lazy Susan, you bastard. <laughs> so, uh, Christian, Christian had something for Togo Soapbox, which was, if Tasha is on this week, perhaps a basic introduction to the format of GVG. Those of us that are only starting, we'd like to, uh, yeah. Uh, see, I love how he drops me in it. Thank you, Christian. I, I really, really like <laughs> I love you doing you. that. <laughs> I'll preface this by saying I am a GVG nub. I love the format. I love playing it, but I'm terrible at it. So really, take everything I say with the biggest grain of salt in the entire world. But basic GVG, let's kill them before they kill you or your guild lord. Um, teams of eight, level 20s only. Uh, if you can get eight bodies, that's better. Otherwise, grab some of the heroes, uh, not heroes, henchies only. Um, if you're looking up on the MAT, go watch, um, Guild Wars Guru's coverage. They do it on the MAT, uh, final weekend of every month. Um, they'll do coverage of the entire tournament. I believe, Donna, is that correct? Do the entire thing? Uh, we just do the finals. Just do the finals. Um, yeah. Because they'll, they have people on there who are really, really knowledgeable and they'll help you and, and the commentary kind of points out what they're doing, etc. It's actually going on right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the, for the nub sauce out there, what is MAT? It's the monthly automated tournament. Um, back in the day, they used to do ladders, uh, for Guild Wars and they used to sort of have a season where they, you would play, uh, GVG and the top eight would go forward to play a tournament and they'd win some money. Eventually, they realized that cost quite a lot, and they put in the MAT, which is basically an automated tournament that gives you in-game rewards for beating other teams. Uh, you do the automated tournaments daily, and then the monthly ones is people who've done well over the month in automated tournaments going forward and competing for gold trims and stuff like that. So if you see people wandering around in-game with gold trims or silver trims or bronze trims on their cape, that's how they got them. I've actually Great. never seen any of those capes. If you hang around in um, Great Temple Balthazar in International 1, you'll see quite a few of them. Yeah. That's where they hang out. I'm not a fan so, of caves. Usually usually mine's hidden, so I'd, maybe I'd just skip over it. That cursory overview segues straight in. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the uh, things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro-tip sauce. Whoop. <laughs> Barely heard it. It's okay. Um... Right, so for pro tips, I am really glad Donna's here today because yes. we're going to talk about the Guru, Guild Wars Guru GVG tournament. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I know less than Tasha about GVG. This is kind of. 
this is kind of like Pi Day for her. Everyone brings up the Relics of War Pi Day that's coming up. It's turned out to be a big deal, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm going to be getting certified for scuba diving that day. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's up with this thing? Um, well, it first started with the commentary, and then the the group doing that dis- um, decided that it was time to do another tournament. We hadn't had one since, what, 2008? So yeah. uh, the PvP community is... <sighs> they've been uh, really wanting to get some new people interested in GVG, and so we're just trying to do our best to make that happen. Um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um, so it, there's going to be four divisions of tournament: right. uh, gold, silver, bronze, casual, uh, based on how well your guilds um, tend right. to do on the ladder. Right. Um, obviously, gold, silver, bronze. If you you're rated casual, if you're like mist and you PvP maybe once every six months or something like that. Um, registering from between March 19th and April 4th. Bronze and casual run on April 9th and gold and silver on april 16th we might there be are... switching that just to right. help because there are a lot of um schedule issues with uh the gold and the bronze right okay but yeah and we also plan on doing some mentor um mentorship for the casual division which is basically the some of the top gvgers are going to offer their help and the casual teams um have a chance to use one of those players on their team and they can either just choose to do that or they can take the the mentor and ask for you know practice and tips and all that stuff good stuff Mm -hmm. and we also have a workshop program that we're going to be doing to help like the new people and I don't know it's basically to have fun I know a lot of people are wanting the end game I, I mean the real life prizes, but it's. I have to say, I was really excited when I saw this come up. I mean, I misplayed it uh, well, three years ago now. The last time we did it, we played casual. Then we got, I think we were ninth out of sixteenth. We weren't really not that good, and we've lost a lot of the really good PVPers uh, since then. But if nothing else. It's a really, really good time. You get really good stories out of it. We recorded all our matches. We've still got them all, along with the Ventrilo as well. Um, so we can always go back and have a look at that. Um, so if you are thinking about it, I would say go for it. Um, you know, if, if you want some basic tips from someone who's not going to rage at you, I'm happy to offer my newbie advice. <laughs> Otherwise, just go post on the various forums, read threads. Teamquitter.com is where the um, where the hardcore PVPers go hide, um, so you can read up some of the guides on there. It's also links on Gilwell's Guru in the PVP forum uh, to some, very- some newbie guides for that. So, yeah. That's very deceptive, hiding on teamquitter.com. It's because that was the name of a guild back in the day that used to be really, really good. It's Team Quitter QQ um, Mm -hmm. and their forum basically turned into the place to go for PvP. It's kind of like the way they named Iceland and Greenland. Yeah. It's like, yeah, "Ah, I fooled you. (laughs) My banker, like when I go to my bank, the guy's name is Gary Swindles. Isn't that funny? It's kind of related. (laughs) Moving on. Hey, Tasha, do do we have a, a team forming for this? Um, I don't know about the better. being one in, in relics. I t- uh, Mist has one. We've got uh seven or eight now, and Jr has have, uh, offered to help us, us out. Um, because we're 
pretty much have put up with it. So, um, can you imagine <laughs> how frustrated he's gonna get? Well, he's <laughs> this is J- he's playing with us on Monday, and I basically give him a pass. Like, if you're like ten minutes in and you're going, oh my god, these guys are so noobs. I'm so frustrated. I just said, just just get out. It's fine. We'll herb it up our way through this. <laughs> I think my response to Oguru was basically, yes, we're gonna get the wooden spoon prize. We're gonna come last in casual. Because that's pretty much what we're gonna do. Well, I'll see if I can get a a team going, maybe in in our alliance. But uh, like like you said, I'm I've not GVG'd hardly at all. Um, it I guess it depends on who's around on the, in the pig guild for that. But mm. it'd be kind of cool to get something set up. Yeah, it would be. Maybe we'd fight each other to yes. the death. <laughs> <laughs> My only, my only problem at the moment is that the meta right now with the dervish change is very dervish heavy, and it's not that fun to play. Oh man, you get so, a dervish on you right now, and it's like, <laughs> I usually play infused monk. That's my position, and uh, we played a load of sort of warm up matches on Thursday night. I did so many things wrong. I was raging at myself so hard for all the stupid stuff I did. <laughs> We were all screwed up together as well, and the dervish is just raping us. It's like, ah, I know. So, yeah. So he's a Grinch dervish, too. Yes. I was playing a Grinch dervish with Jim earlier, and I see how that works. It's like, number storm, and I know that I just transferred tons of conditions. I'm exceptional. <laughs> Even though, really, it's like I could have just stuck my nose between G and H and had a ball. <laughs> yeah, we had a couple guys running dervish and HA, and they said that was actually pretty cool. You could see why everyone's running it. Yeah, I saw one guild running. I think it was three lissas instead of grants. Ah, those party heels are nice. We did four the other day, and I ran oh, lissa. There was Duena? numbers. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, that was Duena. Go ahead. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> what what does lissa do? She she steal energy or something? Energy? Why did I say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I can't remember what she, what she does now. To be honest, um, I just remember seeing it going. Huh, that was interesting. But yeah. most of the match- matches on OBS were over in like five minutes. There's no real meaty matches to get in anymore. I, I guarantee you, right now, Chaz is listening, going, "Ah, I can tell you." Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! You're not here. Yeah, sucks to be you, Chaz, in Canada. <laughs> Alrighty. So, all right. Um, look forward to that. I'll see if I can get in on that. I know I'll have to schedule Uriah to not be on Netflix at that time. Because mm. then, you know, they'd be like, Ryan, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, Steve was singing the letter song. <laughs> I got Lissa here if you're, if you're interested. Die for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lissa, let's see. Dervish enchantments recharge 50% faster. Your attacks deal chaos damage. When you lose a Dervish enchantment, you steal one energy from all nearby foes. Aha, so you do get energy. Yeah, you actually steal energy. Ooh, energy. Better. Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Were you saying something, Tasha? I don't think anything of interest, to be honest. Like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, we will now progress into... What is this segment? Um, yeah, Trader Arcade. Hi, it's Fitz with... Sl- sl- Freaking butt <laughs> <laughs> You shaded that on purpose. Uh, no, I'm terrible with this touchpad thing. See, that's part of the problem with doing this show from a laptop. You have to use a touchpad. And even though my fingers aren't fat, I still manage to fat finger. I know why this isn't working out. I don't have the soundbite in here. Oh, yeah, I do. Here we go. God, I suck. Why, why is it when I start doing this, I always envision Hunter sitting there going, Is it dust? <laughs> These stupid fat habits. It's, 
That's not Guild Wars. And now it's time for Trader Arcade. Trader Arcade. So, Jim, what have you been playing? Yes. Okay, everyone always says their stuff in Trader Arcade. No one ever mentions Call of Duty Black Ops. A lot of pigs are playing it right now, so we have a lot of fun and laughs in there. Go in there, shoot each other in the face. It's good times. It's fun. <laughs> you ever seen the video Duty Calls? No. Is that oh, look up Duty Calls. Oh, it's a spoof of Call of Duty, and it starts off, and the guy's like, Hi, I'm a bad guy. <laughs> it's like the whole training thing, so you shoot him in the head. And it's like, super awesome mega rank up or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember the whole thing, but it's really sweet. And you just keep going through the training, and the next time it's like, hi, I'm the guy that's, you know, one rank up from the last guy, and I'm still a bad guy. And he's slowly <laughs> getting down with the sniper, and you're like, pop, right in the head. I'll have to check it out. I actually just pulled it up. Oh, okay. So as we continue, we'll hear Jim laughing in the background. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I was going to say the game I've been playing is Slap Chop. That's why I had that soundbite queued up for next. <laughs> and so I killed that. <laughs> anyway, Tasha, what have you been playing? Um, a load of us decided to check out Dungeons & Dragons online and get ultimate geekiness um, this week. And I have to say, it was nowhere near as bad as I thought. Very, very confusing in terms of stats because I don't play paper Dungeons & Dragons ever. I haven't. I, I want to because I think it might be kind of fun, but I've never done it. Um, but in terms of the MMO, it was looking rather dated, as you would expect, but was actually quite fun to play. Um, you go into dungeons and basically end up going to fight an ultimate boss, and whilst you're doing it, you have to kind of go and grab various bits of loot around, so you find yourself going out of your way to go and smash open someone's tomb to go and get the money they left inside. It's kind of fun. There's a lot of puzzles in it as well. It's not just, you know, going and smashing face. You actually have to go and work out how to move tiles around to almost like, um, what was that? Pipe Dream ages ago. Um, people used to play that. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there's a, a few puzzles like that and, you know, various bits and bobs. But it was kind of good for everybody to play MMO. It wasn't bad at all. That reminds me of being a tech in Alien Swarm. I never oh, played Alien it. Alien Swarm. Like. That one's good times too. Yeah, I love that one. Um, we just got a call, a voicemail. I, I haven't had a chance to check. Hold on. Let me add this in. Um, yeah, so I've been looking for a game to play myself. I think I've been defaulting more to the FPSs because I don't want to get into something that'll keep me too busy. Get Black Ops. Last night I beat... Yeah, I've, I'm actually <laughs> thinking about doing that because last night I beat Infamous again and Uriah was scared to death of Kessler. Like I'm, He's like, you got to kill bad guy, you got to kill bad guy, because he was so scared of the guy. He's like, you got to kill him, so I don't have to look at him anymore. <laughs> it was kind of fun, because once I beat him, I was like Uriah's hero, and he looks at me and goes, you are professional. Because <laughs> I taught him to say professional. Nice. <laughs> I love how much say make professional sound like special. <laughs> yeah, professional. <laughs> All right, let's see what this person has to say. We'll answer him on the fly. I assume it's a him. Hey guys, this is Scott. Sorry to bug you on your voicemail. Right, yes. I forgot about the <laughs> no, Just play the whole thing like that. We'll decipher it. Well, Google Transcript had something. So let me just, it says, hey there, this is Scott. Sorry to bug you on your voicemail. But I hadn't... Why would you be... But I hadn't gotten your name and phone number. From of leaving this fairly soon, as I stated, you may be interested in earning some extra cash. Screw you. Ouch. I'm, yeah, I'm getting spam on my voicemail now. This is fabulous. <laughs> I'm glad I hijacked the podcast for that bullshit. <laughs> well, that's consolation. In the last, like, two hours, I must have had ten spam tweets about Rift. Considering yeah, I, mean, I haven't played it or shown any interest in playing it at all, I had great thrillings. 
blocking them. I mean, we have somebody, what is it, like Rift Game or something is following Relics of War, but they don't bother us. That's that's cool. That's but official. now I'm getting all kinds of... Yeah. So that's, that's nice. I think that's cool that they're actually keeping tabs and all. I actually bought Rift. I know a lot of people are going to yell at me now, but um, it's pretty fun. It's generic, but it's fun. Wait, are you playing WoW, though? No, I'm not playing that anymore. Right, so you're playing Rift. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine by me. I actually also Minecraft. I'm yeah, we've been Minecraft. playing that. I just to get Uriah to come play multiplayer with you. He'll frustrate the hell out of you. I was building that! <laughs> I was talking to Although, Tasha about Minecraft. I was like, I cannot get into that. I'm too much of a fan of Legos. If I started playing it, my wife would definitely yell at me. <laughs> get you off know, of I got I got way into it for about three days. Now when I get on, I just horse around because like... I don't know. I don't. I don't have the attention span anymore for these types of games. So instead, I go in there and someone's like building something, and I try and help them. And they're like, "Dude, I was just about to turn there. Now I have to go another block farther." <laughs> you can ask Tiger about that. I was frustrating her and uh, Spirit he made the other day because I was like, "Here, let me help out." And Ben's like, "No, Ryan, trust me. You need to go away." <laughs> what you should do is um like roll single player and get some of the add-ons like uh, the mum animals one. That's really really cool. You can get like foxes and birds and stuff in there. There's also another one that has um gives you a sort of NPC um sort of girl to follow you around and she's got Zoe's voice from Left 4 Dead too. Wow. Oh really? Yeah, but her pathing is horrible, but if you give her a weapon she'll come fight for you. Um but she gets stuck a lot apparently. Man, have you ever been into the Nether? No, it's not I only ever really play on multiplayer, um and it's not enabled. Uh. Yeah, if, you, if you've never heard anything about the Nether or anything like that, and you go there your first time, it'll freak the hell out of you. Because there's these sounds, it's like, damn. But not, once you find out what's really in there, it's like, oh, this isn't that bad. Those are just obnoxious noises. Mm. Did you see the Minecraft action movie parody? Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That the, the real life one. Yeah, the guys yeah. in cardboard suits. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, That was really well done. I thought the... Uh, um, effects on that were really good. Goes and punches a tree. Was that the same one? Did they punch a tree in that one? I don't um, think so. No, I, I just saw the one about the creeper that blew up the world. Huh. I haven't seen Isn't, that. I don't have to is there more than one? There, uh, there were quite a few. Um, I know that because I saw there was an outtake where they um, blew up a said diamond grenade. That was kind of funny. I've been but I follow... I follow the guy who um, makes uh, Yogg's Cast on YouTube now, so everything he favorites I see, and it's like loads, loads of Minecraft things on there. Nice. Yeah, I'll put the link for it in the in the whatever the heck it's called the Skype thing. I've been trying to keep up with all the new like I didn't used to be very good at knowing the YouTube memes and stuff. And now I now I know all of them. Hey, Stummy, thanks for the whole. I like turtles. You ever seen that kid? I like turtles. No. No, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Never mind then. Moving on. Uh, we got emails, or yeah, of course we got emails, and we've read half of them already. But here's one from Soy Oil. I love that name. Uh, right. So he says, since teardown skills only remove Dervish enchantments, that means when my ritualist slash necro minion bomber puts Death Nova on Dervish hero hench, it stays on. But since the Dervish doesn't have a spammable flash enchantment that has lower than a five second cooldown, he might be less survivable. Which means that the Death Nova serves its purpose, sure. There's an elite enchantment spell, Arcane Zeal, but it only has a 10 second duration, costs 10 energy, and has a 1 second casting time. Yeah, that's no good. And has more benefits if it's recast while still up. Not a good candidate for tearing down. I still don't think I'll bring a Dervish hero. 
Maybe a henchy, maybe not. Also, Guardian skill, you shall not pass shout. Target takes 50 to 100 falling damage? Yeah, falling damage. Player and target instantly dies if a target is a destroyer and cannot be resurrected, only traveling to a waypoint. Only recharges with a morale boost. I don't know what that was about. What was that? Guardian I'm guessing skill. that's probably about um, the Gandalf, you shall not pass. <laughs> oh! Now I get it. That's great. <laughs> I've seen Lord of the Rings, guys. Well, yeah. on the on the dervish thing he was talking about, um, like I was in foe yesterday, and I had two teardown enchantments on me, and I was able to just spam those things like crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't worry too much about recharge. Well, one of them had a six second recharge, which is nice. I think it was dust cloak, spectre earth prayers. But uh, yeah, they're those teardowns that work pretty darn good right now. I, I like them. I think it's pious renewal that Chaz goes nuts with. Yeah. It's like, that... Every time he links a build, it's like, oh, look, he's got Pious Renewal. Wow. <laughs> making fun of Chaz because he's not here. <laughs> I've seen quite a lot of people using, was it Heart of Holy Flame? Yes. Oh my gosh, oh. that's awesome now. That is like a staple skill there. You kind of don't that's... go without it. Unless you're running with cons or something. Yeah. Yeah, in which case it's not that useful. But yeah. I, it pretty much makes its way into all my Dervish builds. It makes you go so much faster, and it it only it takes adrenaline, so you can like it's always back up and ready to go before it's even close to wearing off. That's the only yeah. problem is you have a hard time not hitting that every time because you're like, ooh yeah, I like that skill, but it's like, dude, you're only halfway through its duration. I found myself use... trying to hit like three skills at the same time now on my dervish, which yeah, was never it's... like that before, but I like it. It's cool. It makes me like my mind's going a million miles an hour. Yeah, you got to figure out what's priority anymore with the dervish. Yeah. I like put up cool sand that- shards and then I gotta cover it, then I do my tear down and then I hit hard holy flame and, and then you accidentally you know, peel off the sand shards. Blah, blast. <laughs> well, what's nice with the derv is it doesn't last that long. You hit a couple targets at the same time and it's gone in like one or two hits. Yeah. Then we got an email from Felidin Windlore, and uh I am gonna shorten this, which he asked me to do anyway. So what he says, ah, the scroll bar, hello. Laptops. I'm getting a new laptop. Anyway, it says, hello, first of all, I will spell the plural of dwarf as dwarves. He will. He will do that. Okay, so, great. I'm glad you said that. I found a great discussion on this here. So there's a huge discussion on whether or not you would say the plural for dwarf is dwarves or not. Was someone saying it was dwarfs or what? I don't know. I've always spelt it as the way that he put it with a V. Yes. I'm I'm with him on this. Unless, like, ArenaNet wants their dwarfs to have a different grammar. I'm not going to visit that link because I want to overtax this laptop. Anyway, it says the right, R-I-T-E, is the short name of the spell Rite of the Great Dwarf. I would have said stone calling because the right sounds boring, but that's just me. On to my main mail. There is a small thing that has bothered me with lore in Eye of the North and later on Guild Wars 2. According to lore, all dwarves but a handful will be missing in Guild Wars 2, and these last ones will be stone dwarves. Okay, that sounds interesting, but doesn't it leave a few too many gaps? These are my many points. In short, longer explanations follow, but is mainly the same text. So, uh, yeah, we're, we'll read those points, and if we've all read the elaborations, then we'll be able to debate this better, which I haven't. So, let's go. The Deldramore clan has a foothold that stretches from as far north as beyond Sifhala down to Drachner's Forge. Drachner's Forge and Thunderhead Keep are both saved by us in prophecies, but not mentioned to follow the destroyers. I believe that's true. I don't remember that. Uh, Ogden chooses not to follow the right, the stone calling. See, it works a lot better. <laughs> and he's a few meters away from the spell epicenter. More Deldramore dwarves should be able to ignore it. Uh, the stone summit has a foothold even larger than that of the Deldramore clan. 
The summit completely ignores the stone calling. We know this as we can't fight Duncan the Black until after the rite and the Great Destroyer has occurred. The Stone Summit are more powerful magicians than the Dredge by the end of Eye of the North, so no matter how free the Dredge are, I don't see them being able to kill off all the Summit Dwarves without the Summit having time to build a powerful stronghold. Also, I did notice that uh, Chrome is underlining Dwarves as though it's misspelled. That's funny. <laughs> so, he's arguing with Chrome as well. So am I. I'm with you. Alright, so what do you guys think of that? So he's, uh, he's saying the, uh, why are the Dwarves gone? Pretty much. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of agreeing here. I don't I don't understand. Always kind of been a fan of the dwarven race. It'd be cool if there's they're around a bit more. I mean, these are all things that you don't even have to be a big lore nerd to know. It's like yeah. there are so many dwarves spread out all the way across Tyria, and the ones that were turned were just. I'm trying. I don't want to sound like an idiot and sit here and say something. That... <laughs> but you know, he he makes a good point. Why are there so little dwarves? It seems like pretty good at doing their thing, building fortresses and weapons and all that. They'd be able to hold off these, uh, you know, the dredge seem like they're kind of more, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, more like cavemen. <laughs> yeah, the dredge are the dudes in, like, the Kurzak area, right? They're in Sarlo's Furnace. Yeah, they're oh, basically dredge. slaves to the stone summit. Okay, yeah. I was thinking of those ugly guys that are in the Kurzak areas that aren't even really dwarves. So I was like, is there a confusion here? But There's one thing he says here also, he says, And considering we never hear Drockner's Forge get crushed under the destroyers, or do we, most likely more dwarves opt out. See, I'm not sure about that. Because, I mean, I'm going to try and bring up the map for Guild Wars 2 now. But I don't remember we were actually being able to go to the area where Drockner's Forge should be at all. And my PC's going slow now. Because, of course, I want to use it. But you got silence. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, where Drunkner's Forge should be looks to now be underwater. Ah, interesting. I know so... that law-wise, the Norn come down from the far north and take over all the places that the dwarves used to live above ground in the northern Shiver Peaks. So that kind of indicates that you know, the Deldramore have mostly gone. Uh, why? I, I don't know. And the Stone Summit, I don't think we've heard anything about them at all. So, who knows? Maybe they, they've become sort of friends as I can. Those bastards. So, he has basically stumped our podcast. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to go on the lines of, I don't really care. <laughs> just just to be honest, I mean, law to me is kind of nice, but I don't follow it that closely. So, That's the thing for me. Is not like, being rude, but it's not going to like make or break my enjoyment of the game. <laughs> but the thing that gets to me is this is the this is some very cursory lore. So I, I mean, I'm not the biggest lore geek whatsoever. I don't know a whole lot, but this is enough that I can even sit here and say, "Wow, that's not very." I don't get the continuity. Maybe we'll get more information about them later. But those people that want to play dwarves are probably sitting there going, "Hey, yeah, yeah, what the hell? Where's my dwarf? Damn it!" You know what's going to happen? They're going to realize after listening to this that, oh shit, there's a big gap in our knowledge here. We need to go fill it in. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so if we if we suddenly get a release, I guess we can all sit here and go, Eladin did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got an email from Jonathan Benura, and he's actually he goes by John Bond. He's in our guild. And he says, hey, I keep hearing on the podcast how you want to see what people are doing to keep in shape. This is the run I try to do every other day, but on the weekends it's tough, especially after long nights. You mean boozing? He says, love the show. Keep it up. All right. And the map he actually shows here shows him running five miles. Actually, a little more than that. I approve of that, sir. Yeah, that's impressive. 
What's his time? 46 minutes? Well done. Uh, let's see. For, oh, he runs it in 46, he said? Uh, it's in that image below there. Oh, yeah. Huh, cool. I wish oh. I I need to do something like that. I can run the five miles. I don't know if I can do it in my, my uh, V-rims just yet. I have ter- I, I have terribly flat feet, so like whenever I run, I try to do it like on an elliptical so it doesn't hurt yeah. so bad. I actually have flat feet, too, and the V-rims are said to be better for that because you're, the, the pressure that goes on your arch then is going from your the balls of your feet back to your heel instead of just slamming straight down. I, I don't have any problems with... I used to get problems with my hips when I ran because I, was, I would, was kind of a heel striker. So with the flat feet plus that, my hip joints would pop out of socket eventually. And um, now that I'm running on, on those shoes, I just get really sore calves. So by the time I've done three miles, I'm like, son of a bitch, I got to get home. By the way, I got a Twitter question from Odin. Oh, what does he say? Um, he's asking them, Guild Wars 2 players who choose Norn, will they be able to play as Sons of Svanir? We kind of talked it. about this briefly, but yeah, we, we, we were saying probably not, since yeah. that's like the bad guys almost. Kind of bad guys. Yeah. Be cool if you could. Yeah. Like if you could actually choose to be a rebel, but that would cause so many, like, the entire web of interaction, lore-wise, with everybody else in the game, that would be a huge complication. Yeah. I'd rather be able to walk, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you want underwater combat, or do you want to be a son of Spanier? Yeah. Gotta choose your battles. Sorry, Odin. Yeah, we just totally smack-talked Odin. <laughs> smack-talking the Nord- Norse gods. Um, iTunes comments. So we had none, but Jim has something to say about that. Yes. Uh, when I first started listening to the podcast, I was like, oh, this thing is cool. I like it a lot. Blah, blah, blah. Hop on iTunes. I'm like, I want to post a comment. They'll probably read it and I'll feel cool for a few minutes. Um, I've done this probably three times and it's never showed up. Posted comments. I don't know what the heck is going on. iTunes, you're on my are you list. Signed, are you signed in? Oh, yeah. I'm an avid iTunes guy. Like I post reviews on albums that I think are cool and stuff. But Damn. It's That's the, BS. The relics one. They, uh, they. I bet they it's Ryan's fault somehow. <laughs> oh crap! I just remembered we did get one. Like one of the, one of the reviews got taken off, and then a new one was added to it. Oh crap! I wonder if I could pull it up in time for the show. iTunes takes forever to boot up on this computer. Truncate iTunes silence. takes forever to boot up. Period. What's that? Truncate silence. Go for it. Oh come on! <laughs> iTunes, do not download my podcast right now. Oh, come on. I might be beating you to it. Or does it not show up if I look at it? Should. Relics of or iTunes is just like Chrome with how slick it runs. Oh, wait, no. That's not even close to true. (laughs) See, I don't own anything that would require me to own iTunes at all. I wish you could read comments in something other than iTunes. Maybe there's an app for that. Oh, that's a good question. I can pull it up on my phone. All right, so, and it came from Austin Anderson. Mr. Anderson. He says, I've been searching for a Guild Wars podcast such as this for years, and I iTunes wants to download again. Stop. <laughs> I don't want to download Guildcast right now. Pause. See what I did there? I even had, was able to manage a bump for Guildcast. So you can send checks to me later. Sean. I've been searching for a Guild Wars podcast such as this for years. This is a great way to keep up to date on the latest Guild Wars information. It's also a good laugh, and the hosts are hilarious. Well, that wasn't much to do about nothing, but thank you for that, Austin. Not that your review is nothing, but it was a pain in the ass for me to do that during the show. 
Maybe I should cut everything I just said out because I'm digging a hole. <laughs> I'm really not so bad once you get to know me. Oh, what's that off of? The Matrix. Oh, dang it. You're a disease. <laughs> that crap. <laughs> I'm about to go into that long-winded diatribe unless somebody else wants to, like, read and do the whole epilogue. I actually, I actually went as an agent from the Matrix one time for Halloween. Oh, are you serious? I uh, showed up to class a little bit late, and I had my costume on. And I'm like, I apologize for my tardiness, but as you know, it is becoming increasingly difficult to find a parking space. <laughs> and she goes, oh, that's great. Take a seat, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to a Halloween party one time with my face painted halfway blue in, in a kilt and the whole shindig. It was great. Okay. I even did the Scottish accent. And you know, John Stummy does a good Scottish accent, by the way. <laughs> a really good one. In fact, I think he may be Scottish. Should I do the whole, like, epilogue in a Scottish accent? Go on. Mm -hmm. Do it. You, you really want me to? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, I need my giggles. Okay, fine. <laughs> Relax is also compiling... It's hard to read and do it at the same time. <laughs> We're doing a community list. So, if you got yourself some sort of resource, something that has to do with Guild Wars, please write in at sorelixsavor, that's O-R-R, at gmail.com. Is this all right? Am I doing all right, Tasha? <laughs> um, yeah, you're doing okay. That's decent, at least. Yes. Yes. Right, I'm still trying to place where exactly in Scotland you're meant to be from. I think it's sort of Glasgow. Ah, oh, bollocks. I'm just doing an accent. Damn it. Sorry. All right, anyway. Um, right. Send in your MP3s, your emails. Wait, no. That's what you do for the emailing process. If you're wanting to actually do a post for the show, uh, a post on the site for the fan site. God, this is hard to balance both things in my head. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try this again. Get myself some haggis before I do this. Clear my mind. <sighs> if you want to be part of the Guild Wars community list, email us at relicsofwar at gmail.com. Send in a 180 by 180 pixel image. That will go on the post with you. And send us a uh, picture and link to your to your resource. Because then I'll have to Google it, and I'm not very good at that. Then, also, uh, we're recruiting in the guild. Not a lot of room left. Probably about 16 spaces. So if you want to join our guild, uh, do that soon. Otherwise, you're just going to be part of a database that we got. And we'll use that to add people in Guild Wars 2. And I really want to know what the guild uh, situation is going to be like in Guild Wars 2. Yes, yes I am. You? Yes, please. If, it, if, if it's going to be just 100 people again, that's going to be a problem. As well as just 10, alliance, or 10 guilds for the alliance. So if anyone from Arena Net wants to send in a soundbite or something like that, that'd be great. Or arrange an interview. Uh, right to. I just, I just did the whole rolling my R's thing. That's not part of being Scottish. It's really not. You're making me want to go watch Braveheart, though. Uh, oh yeah, that I went to fate. But I want to go. Makes me want to. <laughs> makes me want to watch. So I married an axe murderer. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. His parents are the awesome. The piper is down. <laughs> Hid pants. Hid pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I've actually seen that show very recently. So. It's funny that that would come back around. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know why I just got reminded of this, but have any of you guys seen Paul yet? The film? It's. I don't think it's out in America yet. Is it not? Oh, I, I saw it so, last cause... week. It's hilarious. Go yeah, see it. You, you said you watched it, and I was like, oh, is it out already? It's It's not out yet. I want to see oh, it. It's when, you, when it's out in America, go watch it. It is hilarious. <laughs> Possibly my favorite Simon Pegg film yet. And that's saying oh, a lot. Pegg. Considering I love Shaun of the Dead as well, 
But yeah, that was excellent. And uh, very, very nerdy. Lots and lots of nerdy in jokes in it. So yeah. Well, it's more like they're wandering around San Diego Comic Con and you can just hear the StarCraft 2 noises and stuff going up in the background. It's great. The movie I want to see right now, really bad, is Rango. Have you seen previous No, that's not out I yet have. here. I oh, man. I, I think it came out in the US this yesterday. Started yesterday. Uh, Johnny Depp does the voice of a lizard in a mm. CGI movie. That's great. Don't forget your lotion. That lotion's from my gun. That's gun lotion. <laughs> Wife and I are going to go see the Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston one today. What's it oh, called? Really? I didn't know that. What the heck is it called? Yeah, anyway. It sounds like a good yeah. combination. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's like, what? Just, just go with it. That's the one. Just go with it. Oh, I yeah. I read the synopsis of that and thought, well, if I'm ill, I might go watch that. Otherwise, yeah. no. <laughs> well, there's not much up right now, and the wife and I are due for a date night. Yeah. If you haven't seen The King's Speech, go watch that. That's really good. Yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah. And speaking of what Jim just said, anybody that's married out there, by God, take that advice. Uh, go on dates still. Yeah. It is so good for your marriage. Even if you have kids, man, my wife and I have one of the best marriages. I'll say that right now. So, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Poor guy. I have to do that in the Old, old Spice voice. All right. Should I keep doing this whole thing with the whole Scottish? No, I just do it normal. Okay. We need iTunes comments, people. And if you're unable to post your iTunes comments, shit. Email us. Yeah, there you go. Just email us. And if you do, if you do an iTunes comment in another store, like not the US store, but UK or whatever, email it to us because I don't check every store every week. So, because iTunes is, uh, what's the word? Robust? Oh, no, that's not the word. Uh, cumbersome. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Uh, we'll read them on the show, though, if you do leave an iTunes comment. Um, we also have swag at Zazzle.com. You can find the link to that uh, at RelicsOfWar.com in the upper left corner. And in that same corner, you can find the uh, link to our Facebook page, to our Twitter page. As well, you can go to the sidebar, and you'll find that we have a donate button if you want to support us. Uh, that would be nice. No big deal there, though. Okay. And then also... You can send us your MP3s, OGGs, any sound bites at relicsofor at gmail.com. Call us at 708-202-9262. And I will slow down. I will go into Audacity, edit your call, and then play it on the show so it doesn't sound like a chipmunk. And please, if you're trying to sell me shit, please go away. <laughs> that was annoying. All right. We're also looking for a few more bloggers, by the way. So anyone that wants to blog for Relics of War, head on over. There are other sites also looking for bloggers as well. So go to any really... Just if you want to blog about Guild Wars Two, damn it, get get on it. Yeah, I need to get I need to get back to doing that because my I had this really sarcastic style that people always thought I was actually talking smack to ArenaNet until they really read it and they're like, oh wait a second, because I got this knack for sounding like an ass when I'm really saying something nice. It's called the complicult. <laughs> yep. And we could use audio snippets as well, just like Christian sent in earlier today. The whole Norn thing. I gotta hear that again. The whole Norn thing. Uh, if you would like ideas for bumpers or just intros, I would love to get something from John Stomy that sounds like uh, Kenneth from... I'm pulling up the wrong window because I'm trying to use both halves of my brain at the same time. If it sounds like Kenneth from 30 Rock from the Sun, that would be great. My name is Kenneth. You're listening to Relics of Ore. I, that was terrible. I actually started making a video intro for you guys, but then you started going away from the video stuff. Oh, no, we want to get back to doing, like, small things. with video. Yeah, small things are fine. It's just that, you know, I like being married, even if it's only been for, like, eight weeks or what have you. Yeah, but, 
<laughs> yeah, that the video editing is a daunting task. I would do video if we could get on something like live stream or no Ustream, and somebody else could manage the video where that's yeah. pointing. That it, would be fine. But it's, the thing is that I'm really, really um, like perfectionist when it comes to video, and it would take me several hours to do a couple of minutes worth of video. And I tried editing that one episode and I didn't get very far in a long amount of time and I was just like, do you know what? I have a full-time job already. I don't need to do this as well. Yeah. Tasha, yeah. forget that. We'll pay you in Guild Hey, Wars if someone wants that. to pay me like a proper salary to do this shit, I will happily quit my job. I'll pay you, you like an get paid one hour. Yeah, yeah. I would have to get paid a lot. I'll pay you like So it isn't going to happen. I'm still trying to work out a way I can be paid for being a guild leader. <laughs> but I haven't worked that out yet, and I've been doing this for four years, so yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out asked... how to get paid for being awesome, and it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you don't want to turn your hobby into your job. True. That's always been one of my mantras as an artist, because every time I get into graphic design, like if I want to do a website for somebody, they're all, could you use Comic Sans for the title? Oh, ah! no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, d I've been there. Hey, can you make a website for me? Sure, here you go. Can you change Actually, this, this, you, this, and this? Uh... I had a guy ask me, can you make me an internet? I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> What's your name? Senator Ted Stevens? Is that who you are? <laughs> He's Al Gore. Invented the internet. <laughs> the thing I've been battling with at the moment is that um, for the last, oh, I don't know, however long, uh, my girls needed a new homepage. We just, our homepage is just a forum because it served us for a good number of years, but you want something else now. And I don't know very many um, like web-based programming languages. I learned HTML when I was 14 and then it got replaced by PHP about two years after I learned it. So, yeah, thanks for that one. Yeah, um, now HTML5 uh, is coming in. What, yeah, exactly. And uh, I, mean, I have ideas. You... Let's put it like that. I have ideas for custom software, which would be freaking awesome and I want to be able to do it. So I'm trying to learn PHP. But after being at work all day and coding... Uh, all day, the last thing I want to do is pick up a programming book and learn how to code again. Especially the database. I hate it with a passion. My typical thing to do is put a WordPress front page and mm -hmm. then do a forum back. And that seems to be what everybody likes the most. What do you think of that? Believe me when I say the ideas I have, that won't cut it. Oh, okay. okay. I actually have oh. like some really, really... Um, if they work out, I feel like this, I think um, we have to release this as a package for Guild Wars sites. Ooh. Sorry, Ryan. She's above your mishmash website. Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> Although, if I do learn PHP, I will be making a uh, plugin for Guild Wars 2 for WordPress so you can put post builds and stuff in it. I'm about at an intermediate level with PHP, so if you need to ask any questions. But you'll probably surpass me very quickly. Yes. Yeah, oh, uh, I don't know. PHP is a little bit double Dutch. That's me at the moment. Although, oh, really? Uh, who was it who posted me stuff? I think it was Peter from Guild Wars 2 Live. He was posting me snippets of PHP code, and I could read it okay. I just can't, would be able to write it at the moment. Yeah. Right. I, I imagine the listeners anyway. are sitting here going, what? So, as <laughs> I promised. Hey, Olaf. Hey, Olaf. Hey, Olaf. Have you heard the news? None have no need of. Don't be such a booker. I love Christian. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep that around, even when it's not really relevant. I'll just randomly throw it in there. It is relevant, though. Well, right, right now it is. Well, I guess it'll always be relevant unless they take Norn out of the game. And Azura. And Azura, yes. He actually does a really good Azura voice. Don't be such a booka. <laughs> we should get like um, him and Tiger do their Azura voices together. Oh, that would be yeah. pretty sweet. Although, here's the question, though. If you have the guy who did Pinky and the Brain doing the voice of Vec, 
is that really what a Surah sound like? And I mean, in my head, he sounds like what an Asura should, but then you go play with Vec and he's all, what do we do tomorrow night, Pinky? <laughs> totally botched that line. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think so, Brian. But when are we going to find a tattoo parlor at this time at all? <laughs> I'm waiting for one of the Asura to come skipping by and he actually sounds like Pinky, not Brain. Oh my god. I will allow it. <laughs> I love how Pinky now sounds like Smithy. Really? Did I sound like Smithy doing that? <laughs> a little bit. I always thought Smithy was a Geico Gecko, personally. I don't know who that is. Oh man, that's right. When I told him he sounded, <laughs> I told him he sounded like the Geico Gecko, and he goes, "Ryko? I know what Ryko is. I'm like, you don't know what Geico is in the UK? That's terrible." Because the guy is like the most awesome English voice I have ever heard, which is a compliment to Smithy since he got basted by Tasha just now. I I did. Yeah, I you said he sounded like Pinky. Man. Oh, I said the Pinky sounds like Smithy. Oh. All the way around. I'm trying to pitch you against him. Yeah, that that's way he'll feel. Oh, come on, we got to give him some incentive to come back on the show. He has incentive. Get away from the screaming baby. That's true. <laughs> He's having fun right now with the experiences with cubic meconium. That stuff. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. So I guess we should do a wheel of morality, huh? Probably. All right. Yeah. Tiger has one. Why does she have one here? I that's think interesting. she was. She did the same thing that I did. That you know, you had one. You wrote it down. Oh yeah. Start of the week. Oh no, she, she was she was gonna show up. Never mind. Okay, I know why that's there. Hi, Tiger. How you doing? <laughs> Tasha, what is yours? Are you guys gonna do the intro? Oh, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Following last week's escapade, if someone asks you to hold their drink and you can't resist consuming it, doesn't mean you have a drinking problem. It just means you're middle class. <laughs> I love that, especially because I'm middle class. And I have a drinking problem. Alright, so anyway. <laughs> it was funny. We had one lady who was with us, and someone asked her to hold their drink, and um, next thing he knew, it was entirely gone. <laughs> so, oh yeah, last weekend, my wife and I went on one of those dates with uh, our in laws. And uh, after I'd had too many drinks, because I was getting driven home, so I, and I hadn't actually had a lot to drink in a long time, so I figured, what the hell, I'll throw caution to the wind. Everyone from my family shows up at this bar, after I've had too much. I'm like, really? This is not necessary. <laughs> Alright, so my wheel of morality is, contrary to popular belief, you do use 100% of your brain, but you only use what's needed for the task at that time. Just the same as, like, when you eat, you don't use your glutes, unless you're an ass face. I read that before and that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's the unfortunate part of writing it down, I will never do yeah. that. <laughs> I didn't read yours, Jim. Oh, my voice cracked. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going through puberty again. You want some surprise with that, sir? Go on, Jim. Uh, mine's simple. It's not a problem if you're awesome at it. Oh, well, that that sums you up pretty much. No. Hey, uh, so, yeah, you are now going to hear a mashup done by Christian S. Preston Esquire. Really awesome one coming up. And the music behind him is my good friend Matt Nassie from high school. This guy's music needs to be on the radio everywhere. So please, if you like this music, send it to all your friends. Uh, he's not selling anything yet from what I see, but when he does, please stay tuned. MattNassieBand.com is the website. It's not precise when I started appreciating The beats that keep me moving through every day Try to stop myself from depreciating 
My worth is an area of shaded gray It's time for the weekly mashup. This is where we play you the best bits from previous episodes because you were too busy. Oh my goodness, you mean some people don't even listen to every episode. The only possible excuse this week is because you were too busy with your five-man dervish godway team and didn't eat your cake. Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, or Guild Wars Community Bollocks. Well, either way, my virgin ears will never recover. I play Guild Wars, did you know that? It's like, if everyone was nice on the internet, there'd be no fun in it at all. Don't you guys kill seals there, though? What? That's Isn't the there, like, a, a seal industry or something? Oh, no! That's Canada! That's Canada. <laughs> hey, guys, let's make a guild called the Seal Clubbing Clubbing Club. Okay, so, enough of this international say, Let's stop offend someone else. I'm gonna start a fire. Transmutation stones. Bring it on. <laughs> well, since you put it that way, I'm totally against it. <laughs> God, arena net! What was that you said? Irrelevant Canadian? I'm guessing Christian says that they're gonna put on their wizard robe and wizard hat and towel. <laughs> I'm a single male, so it's like people are gonna be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My biggest, like, irritation is that I really, really want it and I just can't get it. I, I almost said that like Stewie. Gonna, gonna integrate with Guild Fans a little bit. Yes. This time. You see when he sat there, normal clothes, that's not right. I know it's like fat Ryan sat there, butt naked, spready. Oh, blah, 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 blah. That was a fake, he's the Even fake than that double rainbow stuff. Everything sounds great, and I appreciate the absence of. Not today. Actually, this episode might be um, a bit of an exception. Yeah, we went and killed that. Peanut butter on your essence of celerity? That thing, it makes that face roll. It doesn't matter if enchantments are stripped or whatever. It's just like, ha ha, ha ha. Everybody's alive, look at this. I have no hands, no eyes. Uh, that was a pretty good one. I that like was a good one. Yeah. I got a piss like a race car. Yo. Mindless acts of curiosity. Our exploits to which I must admit Hoping that there's a little more to this city Intrigue if there's any here I'll find it from the Priory by Tigerfeet of Mantles and Mersat.
Come on, Liam, hurry up. If we don't get these melons to market, Dad's going to be mad. And you shouldn't be so sore about Mom being away in the Shining Blade all the time, neither. If it weren't for her, we'd be run over by Centaur by now, and the fields burned to the ground. Or worse, we'd be sacrificed. It's true! If it weren't for the Shining Blade, we'd be boiled in soup and our eyes squished to jelly to feed the evil Mersat. Baldi's beard, Liam, don't you know anything? The White Mantle chased the Char out of Krita, yeah, but once Mr. D'Alessio died, they turned real bad. Every year they'd hold this Test of the Chosen and pick folks with magic and stuff and say they were going to become White Mantle and help keep the peace and learn to be all smart. But really, they'd take them into the jungle. Maguma was jungles in those days, you know. And they'd kill them! Kill them right on top of this bloodstone thing! <laughs> oh, shards, Liam, don't cry! This story's got a happy ending, I promise. Mrs. Drubish at the Priory School says so. Okay, so there was this dragon, right? Not dragons like Zaitan or Primordius. Smaller. I think her name was Glint. She said these things called Titans would kill off all the Mersat. Well, the Mersat didn't like the sound of that, so they jailed the Titans up. That's why they killed the poor Crichtons. It'd keep the door of Kamali shut and keep the Titans locked up. Well, Glint said that some heroes would come and bust open the door, and you know what? They did! Except the Titans were worse even than the Mersat, because they were going to take over all of Tyria. You can bet your britches the Flame Seekers took care of that in a hurry. But even with most of the Mersat dead, the White Mantle weren't done with Krita. They didn't want to give up power, see? And the rightful queen, Princess Salma, she wanted the throne back. Those were dark times for Krita, Liam. The White Mantle kept people locked in their homes, wouldn't let them travel without a pass, inspected cargoes. Can you imagine? We'd never get this produce to market if we had to go through all that. But Salma, she loved her people, and with the Shining Blade, they were fighting back. They killed a bunch of Inquisitors and even some leftover Mersat. There were battles all over the place, even here in Shaymor. Eventually, there was a huge battle in Lion's Arch. That was before Zaitan woke and flooded the place. There were White Mantle, Jade Armors, even Mersat. But we won! We won the day, Liam! Then Salma made the Seraph, and the Shining Blade became the Queen's special bodyguards. That's where Mom is. She's protecting the Queen. If I was the Queen, I'd sure want Mom taking care of me, too. Special thanks to Regina Buenabra, Ree Sosby, and Jeff Grubb for answering my questions about the White Mantle and Crichton farming life. <laughs>